Uh, <laughs> that was a good comment. This generation tips and not tied. Uh, you don't. And let me. This and this is what I mean. This is what I mean about having a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ for yourself. Sure. When you have that, you don't need gimmicks to give. Ready to work out. Before you start, heavy or not, you want to go ahead and use your superpower to give you that strength and energy to make it through your workout. Get you some. Shoulders and back workout, that's a wrap. Two hours in, superpower works the whole way through. Keep you going, lock in, man. Good choice, superpower. Y'all, welcome back to the CBMK show. The CBMK show, because it is what it is. This is the best podcast show on the planet, because I'm the best podcast host. It's your boy, CBMK. Look, you've done a lot of growing. I try to make a commitment to myself and to you. I'm going to do one live episode a week. Usually I try not to as I look for my pen because, you know, it's easier to do the pre-recorded things. It's a lot more gadgets and gadgets and it's a lot cooler. But it's something about a live episode that you can't rehearse that you don't know what's going to happen. So to start the year off, we have an amazing episode featuring an amazing person. But before we go any further, I need you to do a few things. I need you to hit that like, share, subscribe button. Look, YouTube is one word. It's four letters. It's not difficult. C-V-M-K. It can't get any simpler than that. Instagram, we are over 71,000 followers. I need you to go to C-V-M-K underscore global where it goes down, where the best elements are. And, of course, I brought with me my handy-dandy three-way because I want you to see it. You want to know what the way, the truth, and the life is? When it comes to workout supplements, is this the way get it today www.cvkglobal.store and youtube we have finally surpassed 10,000 followers we are at 11,000 and counting i want you to get us to 12,000 but you know how you do that you got to hit and share that like subscribe button so with no further ado i have the one the only pastor billy jamel evans pastor evans how you doing today i am well sir i am well how are you I am I'm rocking, man. I'm blessed, you know. I'm, you know, trying to get myself off the plantation. But other than that, I'm fine. I'm holding on. Well, thank you, Lord. Keep on keeping on, brother. We're gonna keep on keeping on. Look, 2024 has been off to an interesting start. There has been a lot, to say the least. To say the least. There's been a lot in the kingdom. Oh, yeah, for those who are watching, this is live. So if you got a question, this is the time to ask. There's been a lot of just happenings everywhere, right? And I've been silent because, A, I don't, I'm not quick to respond. You know, I think if you respond first, the joke's on you, right? You wait, you learn, you take in, you kind of feel the vibe. And once you've gathered enough facts and enough data, you then pray. So I don't respond as much as I would like to. Not because I don't have anything to say. It's just, it's hard. But it's been a lot that has happened, particularly in the body of Christ, particularly surrounding any and everything. I mean, from watching many services to whatever. And one can't help 
but feel that the church is at a crossroads. It's at an identity crossroads. It's at a strategy crossroads. I think it's trying to figure out its function, not its purpose, but how it goes about its purpose, maybe, right? And I think a lot of people are throwing things at the wall to see if it sticks. And I'm not mad at it. I throw things at the wall to see if it sticks all the time. This right here, I'm throwing it at the wall to see if it sticks, right? So it's not a flawed strategy, but it is a strategy nonetheless. And I think sometimes um, we are pressured to be successful. And the metrics that we're looking for Course us to do certain things, certain gimmicky things, right? I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's right. I don't think it's sin. I just think it's what we've subscribed to because we all, maybe not we all, but there is a push to be famous, noticed, influenced. So first question to you. I'm okay with it. I just want to get your opinion. You know, how are we doing too much? Are we too are we too gimmicky with our presentations? I, like the advancement of technologies. I mean, you were one of the first pastors in the jurisdiction install the you know the the screens. Is the push for innovation does it make us corny? Uh, oh, I, I, that was that was that went a different direction. I thought it was going to go. <laughs> uh, I, I I do think that we have to. Um, one, we have to evaluate what we do um, and we have to think through what we do and why we do it. It has to be purposeful. Um, you, you brought up the LED walls. Um, now they're everywhere. Everybody's using them. Yeah. Um, you know, three, four years ago when we got them, we got them because we had uh, come through COVID and come through the pandemic. And we were very interested and very uh, uh, focused on what our presentation looked like, uh, you know, virtually. And so we thought that the screens would enhance our look and feel of what the presentation would be. I think that, you know, the presentation cannot override the message. And I think that a lot of times in this new age generation that we get caught up in the presentation and the presentation overrides the message. And anytime the presentation overrides your message, you've lost. And so I think that you have to evaluate it. I think, I think you have to make sure you're doing it and make sure it's purposeful, make sure it's done in the spirit of excellence. And if it's done right and done well, it won't be corny, but it will enhance what the message is. And that's what this technology and that's what we do. We're enhancing the 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 message. Uh, so I, that that would be my answer to that. Yeah, because I'm not I'm not against the enhancement of messages. Right. Like as somebody who is, I would say, a neo-traditionalist. Right. Probably not as doctrinally stern as I probably should be, uh, you know, I'm all for it. I think, though, where do I draw the line? How far can I take it? CGI, uh, avatars, 
um, you know, 3D holograms um, to the point that I feel that the anointing feels a bit rehearsed. Not us. I'm talking about the general landscape. The presentation of the spirit is being more rehearsed to the point that I don't know if it's, you know, the color purple or, you know, this is the outpouring because the focus on the sound, trying to capture the sound instead of the substance, which is ultimately the power of God, has been to me everyone's thing, right? Like it has to look, mirror, sound, perform this way. But if you're always mirroring, you know, sounding, performing this way, it's like you're limiting God's diversity, right? When do you cut it off? When do you say, hey, look, man, you know, I appreciate, you know, you got the CGI, you got the boats, you got the fake lines and whatnot. You know, that's cool. Um, you know, I, I've seen some, things, hey, you know, <laughs> some ideas that have went past me. I'm like, fake lines, huh? fake lines. Uh, maybe not. You know, maybe, I mean, maybe, maybe not. You know, when when do I say, hey, look, hey, look, bro, just, just Jesus and the 12 and, you know, keep it rolling. Like, when when does that cut off? Yeah, I mean, I, 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 that is a, um, it's, it's relative, I think, um, you know, based on what you feel comfortable with. There are some things that my team has come to me recently, um, you know, and, uh, you know, they are, you know, innovative and creative. And so you have to also give creatives a space to create. Uh, but at the same time, you have to also be comfortable. Uh, and if it makes you uncomfortable, case in point, uh, AI. And so we were, we had, uh, we had sort of looked into doing AI announcements. It would be like me, but it would be an AI void, you know, with, yes. the, with the sound and whatever, whatever. Yeah. I didn't like it. And, um, I wasn't very comfortable with it. It, it, it felt, it felt gimmicky. It felt kind of like not authentic and it wasn't me. So, I mean, I think that's the other piece that you got to be true to yourself. And, uh, you know, I'm not, um, you know, this ultra contemporary guy. And so, you know, I think that we run into trouble when we try to do and be like everybody else and you run into issues because you're never going to be your authentic self. If you are trying and your ministry will not be authentic if you're trying to mirror others. And I'm not talking about uh, taking ideas and gleaning information. I'm talking about trying to mirror uh, uh, somebody else's somebody else's ministry. You got to do you. I, I believe that. Um, and I think it's a great segue. We talked about mirroring and I think it's the, the push to be relevant or, mm-hmm. or, or aligned yeah. with, you know, the zeitgeist, right. Aligned with the spirit of the times. Uh, but the older I get, the more I find myself in rebellion against contemporary, like, like I would say 21 to 30. I was like, yeah, now I'm looking at it like, no, nah, this is this is this is almost too far, right? <laughs> you know, like it yeah. is. You yeah. get to a point, I think you pivot within yourself. You'd be like, no, nah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm yeah. not. You know, I'm not doing ripped jeans. Hey, I'm blessed. I don't need everybody to know how blessed I am, but I'm not doing the ripped jeans while preaching. Not because it's a sin. I just it don't fit me. It doesn't fit yeah. me. No, that's right? right. That's right. Yeah. Right. And you know, so 
But it is hard because a lot of what we do is not biblically founded because the New Testament and truth doesn't give us a formula for having church. Like you never read where, you know, James did the announcements, John did the Old Testament, you know, uh, Andrew did the New Testament, Peter was up there an hour. Like you, there's no formula for it. This is, these are traditions we've developed over time, handed down and discontinued. So there's a lot of discrepancy, you know, but then you have, I think the um, alternate side that now takes it to the extreme and they're willing to do, they're willing to just throw it out there. And I'm not against it. I'm just, I don't know how comfortable I am for it. So I came across this video and I'll address it. I was not mad at people walking it out. I was not mad. But I wasn't in full support. And the reason why I wasn't in full support, it wasn't a judgmental thing. It was at what point is it no longer God? Like, like there's, there is this thing. I think there is this point of no return, right? Where it's like, hey, that might be, you know, but I'm not mad because I see its effectiveness to a point. When you are developing vision, right? And you are faced with nuances because we're living in a very nuanced society. Mm-hmm. When do you get to a point to say, that really isn't Jesus. And not only is it not Jesus, it's downright heretical, you know, uh, heretical, yeah. you know, heretical. Yeah. Um, I think what, what we have lost in this or what we're losing and I'm, you know what, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm in this season. I'm also trying to be very careful of my words. Right. I'm being very careful of my words. I'm also being very careful, um, at generalizations. Sure. Uh, and so I think that we have to be careful that we not desecrate what is sacred. And I think that we are living in a generation that has blurred the lines between sacred and profane. Um, the, the Old Testament talks about um, when they brought the holy vessels in and they contaminated the the sacred vessels right right and i know that we don't live in the old testament and some of those things that we you know we don't do but i also think that the principle of that is that we understand what is sacred what is holy god's house is holy so much so until when we were growing up we could not cross the altar because as we couldn't play on the altar, like we were running in church, like you couldn't run toward the altar or you couldn't, you couldn't walk across the pulpit. Yeah. It was yeah, that sort of sacredness. Yeah. I, I, uh, uh, our organist, uh, he's, uh, I don't know if he's watching, but, uh, Sunday he, uh, we, we, he, he came across, uh, to talk to me and I had to go and make an announcement and he was going back to the organ and he went all the way around so that he would not come across the pulpit. It is that idea that this is a sacred place. In fact, we call it the sacred desk. And so when we bring in the profane to, to, to come into a sacred place, we really downplay it. We really water it down. 
and it's really not sacred anymore. One of the biggest, and, and I'll I'll leave it, but one of the biggest uh, 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 criticisms of this whole thing was from a person that went to the service. Sure. And this individual said, I went to church because I made a decision that day that I did not want to go to the club, but I wanted to go to church. And when I got to church, it was the club. And I said to myself, I didn't want to go to the club. That's why I came to church and it shouldn't feel the same. Right. And so we got to be careful that we not blur lines for people. And I'm telling you, we living in a blurred lines. Was it, I think it was Robin Thicke, somebody hey, saying so, blurred lines. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Foxx, somebody. But yeah. but the fact is that we are living in a in a generation of blurred lines. And I can get off into a soapbox because I got my own yeah. thinking around all of that. Why the blurred lines are happening. But there's a, there's a very, very thin line between uh, what is holy and what is unholy in the eyesight of of this generation. Good. We're going to go there to the blur lines and we're going to segue into our next thing. We're going to take a break to our sponsors because this program is bought by the CBNK Global because CBNK Global is the best supplement place and this ad will tell you why. After back, after we come back, we'll hit what blur lines really look like. There's a hero in all of us waiting to be unleashed. All it takes is just that one last push. Activate the hero within with CBMK Global Supplements. All natural, steroid-free, designed to enhance performance, build muscle, and increase energy. You are unstoppable. You can do this. Become your own hero at www.cbmkglobal.store. Y'all, store. Look, I know you're fasting right now, or you're trying to fast, doing something near fasting. When you get done fasting, right, I want you to get the body that you deserve. It ain't nothing like coming off a fast and be mad at yourself. You need, <laughs> you only going to get there by optimizing your nutrition. You got the protein with us. You got the vegan protein. Uh, Transform comes with chocolate and vanilla. Pre-workout, superpower warrior thirst. Get it today, I'm telling you. It will help you pray less. www.cvkglobal.store. All right, so we talk about blurred lines. This is one of the reasons why I think lines are becoming blurred. Societal pressure has always been there. It's nothing new. It's low-hanging fruit. There's a lot of voices speaking that is making confusion in the body of Christ. Confusion. And this one is saying this, this one is saying this, this one is saying this. And it's such a power play for the microphone. And then the other thing is there are no more validators. Like, I don't believe in gatekeepers, but I do believe you just can't come out of nowhere. Right. Like, like, like John had to announce Jesus. Right. Like you just can't oh, pastor, you know, and I'll be like, Ooh. <laughs> you know, and I think the desire to be in office, in position, and the influence creates an echo effect and an echo chamber. And all we're doing is hearing distortion, just distortion, distortion, distortion. So the lines being blurred, to me, is the responsibility and the fault 
of the pulpit, right? Like it's it's on us, right? Because maybe we didn't present it correctly or we're also not, we don't have a way to govern what is being said and expressed, mm-hmm. right? How is it even possible to create clarity? Or are we just at a point now that we're just going to fulfill the scriptures, my sheep know my voice and a stranger they won't follow? Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. And I'm going to tell you what exacerbated this situation. COVID. Um, When we were all virtual, there were people that I know that would go to seven different churches on one Sunday morning. Because they could they were at home, they would just, you know, visit around, you know, whatever, whatever. And I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that, you know, but what I did, what, what, what came out of that is that people were able to eat off so many different tables until they lost the the relevancy of being fed by one shepherd and and I'm not saying that you cannot enjoy other preachers, other ministries, please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But with the rise of social media and everybody being able to have a platform, we are seeing a heresy on display and you don't have to go far to get it. It's right in the palm of your hand. And so I think that this is a very good, this is a, just as this is very simple when we talk about blurred lines. Um, and I was just telling somebody this the other day that it used to be a very, very, very distinct line between adults and children. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You, you know, you've been in conversations and adults say, you know, go and stay in a child's place. Yeah. yeah. You know, one of the things that has happened because of social media, especially like Facebook and I love it and I'm on it and I believe in, you know, it has good points, Yeah. but that the lines are blurred between, me as an adult sharing things that kids are privy to. And so the kids see what the adults are doing and they feel like they can speak into it or say something about it. Or when the reality is when we didn't have these, these mediums, you could easily tell a kid to stay at a child's place because they weren't privy to conversations. They weren't privy to information. They weren't pretty privy to, to stuff that shouldn't have been exposed to kids. But now those lines have become blurred and that's just something simple, but that is, that is the, 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 that's a microcosm of what's really taking place in our world and in the church that these lines are blurred. And so you got people who are, on the extremes, you know, yeah. they, you got some that, you know, ripped jeans, tight t-shirts, go to the other stream, you know, they got on full course robes and, 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 you know, and nothing's wrong. I'm not saying anything's wrong. Yeah, wrong. Yeah. I'm saying, so that's, that's, so, so people are getting confusing messages as to what, what we are and who we are. And so it goes back to your original opening statement around what is the church's responsibility? And I think that as an individual, you got to evaluate as a pastor, as a leader, what is the message that should come from your ministry? I, you know, I think, and I, and I agree, I think what happens when the lines get blurred 
it's easier to get disappointed because if there's no real uh, standard anymore and somebody could say something, you can end up in disappointment a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. And I say we have the rise of what I call the Facebook prophet. Like I believe in prophecy. I really do. I believe in the word. I don't believe in the what I would call Tommy gun approach to it. Right. Like it's not this, you know, I'm right at status, you know, and every yeah, day, yeah. like God yeah, tells yeah, me, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, it's going to happen because I'm going to be honest with you. God don't speak to me that often. Like when it, if it happens, when it happens, it ain't like this, you know, and most of the time it's just already confirmed what is written in the word. Right. It's not like a new thing, you know. So when you have such a sporadic display of things that and I'm not saying it's out of the body of Christ. I just think it's ungovernable. And if there is error, we're held responsible for the error. Right. Because you put your faith because you were looking for the, this type of answer, not the answer necessarily God wanted to give you. And now you're kind of led astray and you can get a little butthurt about it. Right. Like, I think it's easy to be upset. And I think what's happening is. The new disappointment. Isn't no longer in people, I don't think anymore. And this is the greater danger. I don't think a person will ever have that much influence to turn somebody away from God when somebody acts out of character and not necessarily in integrity, but out of the character of the spirit. The disappointment will come from them being disappointed in God. Right. Like, I think if you yeah. go back like 20, yeah, yeah. 30 years, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like if a preacher yeah. messed up or whatever, we'd be like, I can't believe he's supposed to be a pastor. Nobody says that, you know good or bad. And that's, that's a whole nother debate right there. Now it's like, oh, I'm disappointed in God mm-hmm. because of what you did. You know what I'm saying? And the role somehow switched. What are we going to say? But, but I, I was, I, I mean, I, I'll say to that though, that's because you don't have your own personal relationship with the Lord. And if you had a real strong relationship in the Lord and your relationship is not based on a man, I'm not saying you don't get disappointed, yeah. but you're not about to leave God because I mess up. Because your relationship with God ought to be of such that it is not based on a preacher. It is not based on a a, a worldwide evangelist. It is not based on anybody. It is based on a deep rooted relationship with him. And so if your relationship is based on a person or a personality, it is shallow and weak. And the moment that person falls or, or makes a mistake that is public or you find out they are not infallible, right? You lose your relationship with the God. I'm I'm tending to say that you weren't very strong in it in the first place. And so we have a rise of a lazy church because we want the pastor, the preacher to do everything and to 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 present us God and present us and 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 yes, we have an obligation. Yes, with influence comes obligation, but it should not come. It should come out of a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, and we ought to be pushing people to have a deep rooted relationship with God, and not with a man or, or based on a denomination or a church or and and if that's the case, that becomes a cult. Ask Jim Jones and those folks that died with the Kool-Aid. If the if the if the response is we have a lazy church, 
have we enabled laziness? Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if we've enabled it or we have become victims of society. Right. We we live in a lazy culture. It is not. And so, yeah, so, so it's not just the church. It is that the church or what what happens in culture bleeds into the church. And this is the danger. This is the danger that we as believers and as the church, the church is called to transform culture. The church is never called to mirror culture in order to win culture. No, our job, our responsibility is to transform culture by the gospel of Jesus Christ and by the power of the Lord Jesus. Maybe the maybe the pushback is transformation is twofolded. It is one, the willingness and submission of the one being transformed. And then it's the, or maybe it's trifolded. Um, obviously, the, the catalyst himself, which would be the Holy Spirit, right, in the Jesus name. But it's also this other entity. Maybe it's because those that are supposed to be delivering the message of transformation are really the ones keeping the slaves slaves. And what I mean by this is gatekeeping, I think, is real. Um Gatekeeping doesn't always mirror or look the same, but I do think some of or some individuals either don't want to or don't know how to properly service in that aspect. Right. Like like take, for instance, transforming a body is a real work. It's a diet. It's a consistency. It's a supplementation. There's so many different things that go into it and you can have surgery and you can do this, but it's not just one thing. It's everything into one person. And I think sometimes when you have individuals who aren't necessarily interested in trans your transformation, but they're interested in your um, unyielded support, you know what I'm saying? I, I think there's just a lack of trust. Um, Here's a perfect example. If I know I'm not effective, why don't I partner with someone who is? If I know you can't service in this area, why don't I sit up under somebody who can't and make this stronger? When you step out and you try to do something, you're like a, 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 a trainer that you know has no muscle. You you suck, and therefore you create suck. And it's not that you suck. I just don't think you were as developed as you could have been. You see what I'm saying? And I think that's where it goes back to. It's like if we keep seeing the break off and the break off and the break off, and now we got all these kind of siloed entities that you know can't you know afford somebody's groceries that fall into lack it's kind of hard for the the vessels to be like, yeah, this is where I need to be. This is truth. Is that clear? Like, is that coming over to you? I'm trying to say without being mean. So I, I just, I, I think, I think I understand what you're saying. Um, but, but I, I guess I need another example of what, sure. what you're trying to get at. Sure. So 
too many pastors. Flat okay. out said. Okay. All right. If everybody is making a cheeseburger and you tell me this cheeseburger is the cheeseburger that's going to get you there, but this person doing a cheeseburger, this person doing a cheeseburger, this person doing a cheeseburger, and it's up to me to decide is it Five Guys, McDonald's, or Burger King, ultimately it cheapens the experience of the cheeseburger. Why don't, for the sake of, I won't even say capital, but for the sake of uh, efficacy, join Five Guys, join Burger King, Burger King, join. Now we can distribute these buns to everybody, right? Like now... You see what I'm saying? But the pro- but the but the problem with that is the recipes are different. And yes, I can make a cheeseburger, but my but but my cheeseburger in my house does not taste like the cheeseburger at Five Guys, and Five Guys cheeseburger does not taste like Wendy's. I love Wendy's. I think Wendy's has the best cheeseburger around. But I think that. It, are there too many churches? Are there too many pastors? I, I, I don't know. I, you know, I tend to not even go there. Sure. But I, I, I do think that, um, this going back to this lazy, lazy culture, because if we're not doing our research, if we're not really studying the Word of God, if we're not really focused in like we should, we are going to find ourselves. Um, sitting under heresy or, 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 or finding ourselves in, 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 in places that, that, that aren't preaching truth. And it is because we don't know the truth ourselves. Okay. And so, and so, and so, and so it's this quest, the, 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 and and let me just say it this way. It's the lazy church really is not a hungry church. And so when you've lost your hunger and when you've lost your thirst, then you'll be fed by anything and not realizing that sugar is not going to get you the substance that you really need. So I don't know if I got to what you were saying. No, that goes back to what I said. If they're not really hungry, because we've created, you said it's not tasting the same because we've created a recipe where we said this was the gold standard. And here, and here here's where my pushback. And I want to get to Ezekiel's question after our break. Yep. The sheep don't know the difference anymore. Whether we want to admit it or not. The and, sheep I'm, and, I, and, and I know we got to go to break, but I would, I would say that our, my question would be, are they really sheep? Aren't you born a sheep? You can't just ah. We'll go to that. That's a that's a, that's a, that's that's an interesting one. We'll go when we get back. We'll talk about the sheep. Really don't know the difference anymore after this break. I literally just tried the best pre workout on the planet with Superpower pre workout. You have increased focus and a power boost every single time you work out. It's not only packed with 225 milligrams of caffeine, but it also has citrulline and creatine. It's insane how much energy and focus I had during my workouts. If you're ready to take your workouts to the next level, then ditch your current pre-workout and get the superpower pre-workout to be your own hero. www.cvmkglobal.store. Use code at the discount when you check out CVMK24 for 24% off. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. Matter of fact, if you want to be a better shouter when you praise God, superpower will give you the energy to shout. 
That ain't gonna give you the feeling of the anointing shot. I ain't gonna say it's God. But it's got 200 milligrams of caffeine. You will be tireless. You will have the energy to shout. Get your praise on at www.cbkglobal.store. Okay, so we talk about a lazy church because of the lazy sheep. The sheep not knowing anymore the difference in its pasture. They don't know if it's grass or artificial turf because they really never tasted it. They don't know the difference, right? It's genetically modified, whatever's growing out of the soil. When I say that, I think sometimes we cheapen the experience. If we don't present what the apostles believed, I'm not talking about 1907 Azusa. Forget Azusa, right? And I know I get in trouble with Pentecostals, but forget Azusa. Jesus, the church was in existence way before Azusa and way after, right? If we don't ex- present that version, that truth, and we settle for the praise-a-thon, right? It's my sound versus your sound. And I think this is the danger when you have sound over substance. People are looking for a sound, but the sound isn't the power, right? Like it's, 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 it's great. And, and, and when you hear it, you know it, but he'll speak to you in a still small voice, right? Like, I don't really think when the Bible says that Moses saw the bush burning, that's what caught his eye. It wasn't the voice of God. He saw a bush not being consumed in the desert, you know, and it totally destroyed the law of physics in his mind. The substance of something should be the thing that shifts you, not the sound of something. When he saw the substance, he came to it and realized this thing can speak. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think we've created a monster. And Ezekiel's question now goes, is it the church's responsibility transform or is the people image? What I think he's trying to get to is how do we reverse engineer? Because we've created Frankenstein. Whether we want to or not, we told them this is how we created Frankenstein. I'm not against it. I want to be successful. I got over 70,000 Instagram followers. I want to be successful. Anybody saying I don't want it is a lie. But when you when we have promoted and pushed capitalism so hard, promoted and pushed success, promoted and pushed education, you cannot get this without that. The problem is now we have we're we're living in better neighborhoods than our parents can ever imagine. We're driving better vehicles. But now we have the devils to play with because we wanted to we wanted to play in that territory. Right. So this Frankenstein, how do we start reverse engineering it? Preaching truth, preaching the Bible, preaching the word of God. We are transformed by the word of God. We are clean through the word. And so it is the word of God being preached under the power and the anointing of God. So I would push back and tell you that that it's not I would say I would say this. And, I, you know, you talked about the sound. I would tell you authentic anointed sound can bring and or is lodged within the sound is the anointing and the power of God. Great moves happened with great sound. The day of Pentecost. Yes. Sound. Because lodged in the sound is the anointing, is the power of God. And I think people are chasing the sound, but they really are chasing, they're trying to, they're trying to, 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 
to find something because I, I do believe that God breathed into man the breath of life. And so innately man is looking and is searching. And the problem is that when they get to the, uh, yeah, the early apostles didn't have sound, a music, but when you go back to the Old Testament, there was music because there was music that drove out the devil in Saul. In Saul, yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. So, right, so, so music. I'm not saying that it is it's necessary. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying God can use the sound. That's what I'm trying to say. That God can use the sound, and the sound can be a still small voice. A sound can be the mothers in warfare prayer. The sound can be travail. The, so it's not just tied to music as much as it is tied to a sense of yearning and 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 this this longing and and this 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 outward cry for God. And so that's the sound. That's the sound. And so if we don't give them authenticity, which is which is which is the anointing, which is the power of God, which is the word of God. When we understand that it's that because it is the anointing that destroys the yoke, when we understand that and when we give them truth, that's how people can be transformed by into the image of Christ. Right. Because that's the goal to get them to be uh, the image of Christ. I think uh, for those that uh, those that uh, believed in or not believe, but those that grew up in Church of God in Christ, we had YPWW and uh, the the the. Uh, one of the pieces of the YPWW on the back of it was, um, I don't know if it was the benediction or the, the yeah. but it talked about uh, becoming the image of Christ, mm-hmm. right? And so it, it, it's this transformation into Christ, uh, uh, in, into, into being like Christ. And that can only happen when you preach the word of God. When you authentically and and you don't have to mix it, you don't have to gimmick it, you don't have to you don't have to you don't have to try to uh, get folks to you know uh, you know do all this fancy stuff to 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 do it. Sure. Uh, and I, and I believe that there are times we our methods might have to change, our methods might have to be tweaked, but not so much that the method overrides the message, and that's the culture we live in now that. Instead of talking about uh, 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 the word, we're talking about the surf swag. So, so like the 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 method has overrode the message. So now people, that's all they see. That's all they know. I mean, that's all they have been privy to. And so that's the problem. I mean, that's one of the problems. There's a whole lot sure, of other problems. Sure, sure. <laughs> but the biggest problem is that our methods cannot override the message. I agree. I, I think it's. I think our methods have diluted the message. Yes, and and I think you're right. It's preaching the word, but the, the follow up. And I know we're running out of time, and I want to thank you again. But the follow up is: Are we really preaching the word? And just because you open up the sixty six, doesn't mean you're really preaching the word. Right. And I've said this, the word of God existed before the word of God. Right. <laughs> I mean, um, I feel like. I feel like the pressure to 
Well, first of all, I I think it's very hard to obtain that level of anointing. You got to really be hungry. I mean, you got to really, really be hungry. I had this conversation with uh, my homie in the gym and, you know, we were talking about, you know, he goes to um, Pastor Dates, uh, Progressive Baptist, you know, he's over Salem now. Right. And um, he's over two churches and, you know, everybody's kind of doing the 21 day fast. And I said, you know, are we really fasting? Right. Like, because when I read Moses went to the desert, he was in the mountain. And I read when Jesus fasted, he went to the desert. Like when these men of God would fast, they isolated, they took time off, they took PTO and they disappeared. You know, like I, I think sometimes we have a hunger strike, um, but a true focus and then honing in on Yahweh is ridiculous, not difficult, but it is sacrificial mm-hmm. in its whole aspect. I mean, from how you get up, how you prepare, how you go in, what you uh, interact with, what you choose not to interact with. All of that is what a fast consists of. So now brings me to my next question. If it takes that to get an ounce to hear an, an ounce from heaven, I think we are confusing talent and the pressure to perform and the pressure to be liked, and we're allowing this criteria to establish a false concept of the anointing because they really haven't seen it or heard it. They don't know what a real cheeseburger tastes like. They only know five guys, right? right? And it's easy because it's easy to fly under the radar with five guys, you know, just slap a patty on. You know, hey, five guys don't sue me. All right, I'm not coming. I'm about to say you better be careful. I got, I got, I'm not. I don't have that much. You know, I'm not there yet. Don't sue me. I actually like five guys. I'm just saying that they don't know the (laughs) (laughs) So, um, that, you know, that level, like man, that, that, like it's different. Like that is different. That is. That is intoxicating. That is a spiritual intoxication that is rare. And I don't think everybody who says that they have it, have it as much as they think. As a leader, is it your job to say, you're not going to preach in this pulpit if I don't smell oil? Mm. Is it? Yes, in the sense that... um, I'll say this, that uh, there are there are levels to the anointing. There are levels to this. Um, I, I do like what Elder Davis talked about our, our, or public presentation that gets the public, the pulpit in trouble um, because we, we 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 focus in on the wrong thing. Right. And so we've got to be very, very careful. Um, going back to the anointing piece and the anointed um, everything that shakes is not anointed. Everything that hoops is not anointed. And the way that you can tell if it's the anointing, if it destroys yokes, if people are being blessed, delivered, and set free, ministered to, uh, helped, healed, uh, 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 you know, and, and so that's one of the ways that you can, you can, you can identify if, if one is anointed, 
it is not always in the the hoop. It is not even always in the loudness. It is not always in that. Um, it is the power of God. It is the power of God. And when we understand that the it that's what we as preachers, as ministers, as leaders ought to be on our face. Because that, let me just say, I mentioned about the lazy church because our leaders have become lazy in a lot of respects, you know, and you got to spend time on your face. You, you can't, you can't, I don't see how you can do this and not stay in the face of Jesus. I don't. And so that's what keeps the oil flowing. The anointing flowing is by you staying in constant contact with God and understanding your frailties and the need for God to open up, to anoint you, to help you, to preach you, to do all of that. And when you understand that, then you can move people to transformation. I like it. I like it. Uh, last break, and then we'll give our sign outs. But I have one more question because it is what it is, the CVNK show, and that's what we do on here. Uh, but I want to appreciate my guests. As we return, last question, then sign offs after this quick break. Hey, what's up? It's CVMK33. Look, I want you to subscribe, hit the notification bell, subscribe here, 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 everywhere so you can get the latest and greatest of this podcast content. Stay tuned. Subscribe. Don't be lame. If you don't subscribe, you might not be going to hell, but you're not going to my heaven. Not <laughs> YouTube at CVMK. One word, four letters. C, Cody, Vernon, March, Kelly, CVMK. Subscribe. Instagram. It is what it is. Underscore show. CVK underscore global. CVK thirty three. I um. I think I've been really trying to focus on how to serve others. Really, a lot of reflection the last six months. How to serve, not how to lead for me personally, but how to impact and not harm and to make sure the beloved community has what it needs, right? Uh, when I look at society and I'm assessing everything and I'm assessing inflation and I'm assessing this and I'm assessing that, I think sometimes it feels like Money gets manipulated. Like, I, I believe in tithing. I believe. I think tithing is not only biblical, it's godly. You know, uh, Jesus himself is a tithe. You know, like he, well, he's really the first fruits. If you want to think of it, he's the cool thing. All right, right. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, it, it's, it's a, a believer that does not believe in tithing is it's, uh, stupid. You know, it's, but I do think that because we have obligations and we have economic responsibilities, we have such an overhead, the push 
creates a distortedness. The push, and we, we should push it, but maybe it's throttled too heavy. You know, I I joked with a preacher. I said, "Man, sometimes I stay home from church just to save money." You know, you know, like I and I say that jokingly. I don't mean like freedom. I mean like other churches. But I mean, I you know, I'm 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 cheap and I'm conservative in a lot of different ways, and I make sure that I'm constantly looking at things. But when the focus becomes like that, and when there are things introduced to us that somehow we can hasten the effect of God by a certain monetary ad, it makes it seem cheap, right? And I think not that it's not needed, not that it's not godly, but that it's too, too much, too much sometimes, right? The whip is too much. Do you think that maybe it's how we teach we need to really refocus on how we're really presenting because I do believe offering is a sacred thing with God. Yes. You know, but I think sometimes it's like, uh, you know, and I hear, you know, man, you know, um, uh, Psalms, I, I was reading in Psalms 51. And if you got $51, you're going to have it in 51 minutes. <laughs> I'll be like, nigga, I mean, I'll be like, bro, if it was $51, I'd appreciate that. If I could, if I could pay fifty one dollars to have all my problems solved, I'd give you fifty one times five. You know, so it can't be fifty one. That don't even make sense. That's like playing God. You like God. You you was holding me up with fifty one dollars. You should have told me. I would. I would have get a church. You know. So it just it just feels like we're playing ourselves. What <laughs> I'm looking at some of these comments. <laughs> uh, what 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 do you think? What do you think? Are we too are we too money hungry? Uh, I, 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 in some respects, yes. Uh, I think that uh, <laughs> that was a good comment. This generation tips and not tied. Uh, you don't. And let me. This and this is what I mean. This is what I mean about having a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ for yourself. Sure. When you have that, you don't need gimmicks to give. You don't you don't have to have anybody trick you into giving because giving is your lifestyle. Tithing is who you are. I don't need nobody to 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 get me in a mood, you know, and, and coerce me into giving. I believe you ask. Uh, and I, I've tried to do that where you ask people and if they have it, they have it. If you don't, no pressure. But if you are if you have a relationship with Jesus. He's going to guide you into all truths. Yeah. He's going to guide you. He's going to lead you. I have been in places where people have asked and they've done so much, so much over, over the offering until I'm like, I don't even feel like giving. And if I give, I'm giving with the wrong spirit because I'm giving uh, begrudgingly. I'm not, I'm not giving with a good attitude. I'm not yeah. a cheerful giver. I've got an attitude and give it now. And I'm wondering, God probably don't even accept my offering. <laughs> I'll be, I, I, got that, bad attitude. I got a bad I, attitude in giving. I, I lie. They be like, you gave? I'll be like, I get it. Throw my dollar and be like. <laughs> but I, I, I do think that um, when we understand our, our responsibility as believers and our responsibility as believers is to give. The church has to understand, I mean, people have to understand that, you know, this is not new 
phenomenon. You know, no. preachers taking all the money and, all, I, you know, I tell folks all the time, if you think that I'm taking all the money and don't understand that we got a, we, we pay it, we buy a new car every month for a mortgage. You crazy. If you think I'm taking all the money, all right. <laughs> the well, lights, our secret. light bill, our light bill, gas bill. If you think I'm taking all the money, then all that stuff will be off. Oh, uh, uh, and so I, I, I do think that when you, again, going back to this, if you have a relationship with Jesus, he's going to teach you how to give. He's going to show you what to give and you don't have to be tricked. You don't have to be, you know, you know, uh, uh, in all these different things and all, you ain't got to do all that. Ask and it shall be given, seeking ye shall find, knocking the door shall be opened unto you. Uh, that's the Bible. So I, uh, I don't know if that gets at your question, but, but I think that, uh, you know, we've got to be very careful because we don't, we don't want to take the, and let me just say this, and I'll, I'll end with this. There is a difference between uh, 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 sacrificial giving and giving out of abundance. Yeah, you know, some people are some people are sacrificially. They really are barely making it, and they're giving out of a sacrifice because they really do trust God with their gifts, and. I do believe that if you always give, you'll always have to give. And so it's a blessing in giving. It's a blessing in tithing. It's a blessing in, 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 in being a sower, because if you do so, you will reap. That's true. He gives seed to the sower. I'll end on that. So I only did this for an hour and I got to go to bed. So I can be up at five. I got to get to work. Pastor Evans, where can they connect with you, man? Uh, you can connect with us on Facebook. Uh, you can connect with me uh, a lot of different ways. Uh, you can check uh, City of Chicago and anything like that. Uh, I'm, I'm there too. Uh, you can check on all social media. Uh, we're there, Freedom Temple, Church of God in Christ. Uh, and uh, uh, we would love to connect with you in any kind of way uh, on Sundays, Thursdays. I mean, let me just put this out here. We have been having amazing prayer uh, uh these last few days and, and weeks, it's it's been amazing. People have been responsive, and uh, that's what we're all about. We're all about that. And so, uh, thank you for this conversation. Thank you for your transparency, Elder 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 Kelly, uh, and bringing these conversations to the forefront. I think they're needed uh, in our in our in our day and time that we live. Oh, it is no problem. I thank you because next conversation we're going to discuss breaking strong ties. Got to get rid of that porno spirit, though. <laughs> We're going to it all. 2024 is going to be the day of reckoning. If Cat Williams get exposed, we're going to expose it all. No, but you know what you got to do if you want to keep seeing amazing leaders like we have on the day. You too. One word, four letters, CVMK, Instagram, CVMK underscore global. It is what it is underscore show. CVMK33 because it is what it is. And until next time, guys. Thanks. If you think exercise alone got me looking like this, well, think again. CVMK Global Super Thick got me right. I'm obsessed and yeah, I won't stop talking about it because it helped me grow in all the right places. Its creatine provides a fast and reliable way to increase your power, size, and shape. And it's scientifically proven to help you reach your physical goals in a safe, controlled manner. So if you want to increase muscle size, pump, and thickness in your muscle groups, you need Super Thick.